0: It's we can, we can do we go say and
1: NAP before or after the recording. <laughs> 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 oh, it's um, it was
0: already stated when you agreed to come onto the show yeah, that you yeah. have to respect our NAP, <laughs> and that we may or may not respect yours. Yeah. So.
1: What is that? non-aggression oh. pact. Oh. Private <laughs> property is yeah. sacred yeah. above all else. But you can yeah. murder people on Good. your pri- I don't know. On it, your property? It's are literally you saying people are some... property cuz that's offensive. Mm. Well, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Murray
0: Rothbard would disagree with that and say, "Yes, people can be property." Under then the age of 18, can murder, murder, so you murder, so you yeah. have it both ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Under the age of 18, you should be able to sell your children. But that is the not? that
2: is the literal like weird contradiction of Murray Rothbard's stuff. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but like he was like there is property and then there is people. And then he tried to square the way, because he was like socially conservative, he tried to square the way the idea that like, okay, but like under 18 year olds don't have like full agency. You know, they can't drink, they can't vote. Mm -hmm. Therefore they're property. Because I've I've Uh I've, like (laughs) painted myself into this dichotomy corner of property versus people. So all under 18 year olds. And then it literally (laughs) just, (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But then
3: it literally gets to the whole, yeah, just sell your children. <laughs> for <a profit>. well, <laughs> on the flip side, you could think about it like: w- w- to be human is to like be the Uber like commodity. To like yeah, spend yeah, 18 yeah. years gestating as a commodity, <laughs> and then you unleash yourself and well, you're full so <laughs> is the, existence. This is a yeah the, yeah. This like well, totally the,
2: the modern. It's the like <laughs> modern, comfortable, like developed country world. Of you we all get to be humans until the age of 18, yeah. and then we're forced to work and pay rent and yeah. yeah. I he love has, being he, commodified.
4: We all
0: do. But yeah, Murray Rothbard has this like massive defense of, of uh, indentured servitude as well. Mm. Also in the sense of that then, it was like, because he was against slavery, but then when you voluntarily... Yeah, contracts. Yeah, yeah. 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 If, if you voluntarily become a slave, that's technically a, a you know... Um, it's your free will. It's balanced yeah. budgeting.
1: Yeah,
5: yeah it's,
0: it, it's your free will to then make a contract to then do this shit. So... Murray Rothbard says, why shouldn't you be able to? That's the, the, the highest extent of freedom. And you should also be able to do that for your children because, again, like they can't decide for themselves. No, yeah.
2: So They're property until
0: the age of 18. Yeah. yes, And if you want to be property, you can also be property.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> thing. But to be, to, to don't,
2: be, don't yuck someone's yum. No,
0: but Murray <laughs> <laughs> Rothbard. <Robert. laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be very, very fair, uh, uh, that was legitimately one of the first policies of coming to... Like settler colonial places was to make yourself property.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Not we, like like voluntarily, not 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 slavery. Obviously, slavery is a whole other different thing. But yeah, we got to see some like ancap cap shit in action, like in the what seventeen hundreds.
2: Yeah, because that's how, that's where all the Irish people in the United States came from. It's just yeah. like yeah, you can go to the New World if you work for this like one German lad for a billion years. A billion it wasn't that long a you'd also get land too at the end of it yeah like, no you were yeah at the end of the book. this, is, this is the whole thing of like because this is where the whole um, Irish people were the first slaves yeah the white or, nationalist bullshit or like yeah. the Irish were slaves too thing comes from it was like well no it wasn't dentured servitude and there are to be fair there are a lot of stories of people just being like Uh, I've done my 25 years, my contract says up. I was like, this contract says 35 years. (laughs) And then then they would just keep rolling. But like... Keep rolling, rolling, (laughs) rolling, rolling. Going back to New Metal, the source (laughs) of all leftism. Uh, No, but like the... I think the big one that I found always convinced Irish people who would yammer on about that was our children weren't automatically indentured servants. Mm. Like... That, that's not how that worked. That's that's the, the very key material difference between slavery and indentured servitude. Yeah. Even if there was all this contract fuckery going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, chattel slavery made it so that your kids, depending on who the, was it, if who the father? No, who the mother no, was. the mother, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Jefferson um, would have uh, freed a lot of slaves if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, they and they actually there's actually there's there's that weird court uh, court case that then legitimately flips that around because it used to be if your father was um, was not a slave, then you could be then, free. Then the child yeah, yeah. Then who was born wouldn't be a slave. Yeah. And then a lot of slave owners had the problem that of they raping. Their, raped, uh, yeah. yeah. So then they changed it around. So like, oh, well, this is like free labor for me then at this point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, um. That is very
2: Murray Rothbard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start. It's so, so been <laughs> an hour and a
5: half
2: episode right there. <laughs> hey, it's time for your weekly corner, Spadey. I am your uh, one of your regular Spatie and, 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 and ands. Uh Kieran, here with all the usual uh, Spatie and ands. uh Julia.
4: I'm first yes wow that's awesome hi
2: (laughs) so people don't misinterpret that my in and in joke is not one of those like chud german there's too many rules about gender (laughs) jokes because that happens quite a bit also rob hi guys and of course our great boy nick hello and we have a special guest with us today um oh my goodness why don't you introduce ourselves uh yoni tell us about yourself
1: uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, you can call me Yoni or Yonatan, and I think it's important to note I am Jewish, so I will be your token Jew for tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not,
3: uh, Completely unrelated to our topic, you just, <laughs> just wanted to say that. <laughs> Rob, Rob, stop it, stop it.
2: <laughs> Dig up, you fools. <laughs> um, yes, uh, th- today's episode, we're tackling a relatively big topic. Uh, we're going to be talking
0: about anti-Deutsch don't at us. (laughs) 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 To the Uh, few anti-Deutsch people who did follow us last week, um, yeah, sorry.
5: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well,
3: (laughs) It isn't, isn't, I I would say it is not a niche thing though because I, okay, while it is very niche and German, it does represent the broader uh, situation that uh, the left in general and the left in Europe is in uh, and I hope we can excavate some of the German mindset and uh, European leftist mindset yep. with uh, so viewing so some of our, I don't know, my favorite thinkers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's like first answer. Who are the anti-Deutsch? I mean, it literally translates to anti-German, uh, yeah. but it's almost an exclusively German movement of anti-Germans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they formed, and correct me if I'm wrong, in the 1990s during the resurgence of the the reunification of Germany. And the Mm -hmm. anniversary just came up Mm -hmm. November 9th. 1989. So, yay! Yeah, happy 30 years! I will <laughs> <time laughs> stand on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thirty years
3: of peaceful, perfect. What, 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 what do all the banners say? The peaceful revolution, or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Here,
4: yeah. That's on. Can yeah, we get some David yeah.
3: Hasselhoff playing in the background, Nick? Okay. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah it
4: should always be some David Hasselhoff if you talk about Venda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: we can't, uh, We can't ignore the fact that this episode is coming out a day after the German anniversary of. Everything. W- yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. There's it's too much too much history in this country. The wall coming down, Kristallnacht. What was the third one? The Kaiser. The Kaiser, Kaiser. Kaiser abdicates. Yeah. Yeah. The Beer Hall Putsch from
4: There's something about the state. <laughs>
3: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is actually German like purge.
5: Like
2: <laughs> uh, Everyone's <laughs> day indoors.
3: Well, it's the flip of there's no more history. Like, you know, history's over. It's like, all right, you get history, but one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, before we go into that though Kieran finally has a special treat for all of us once again that we've all I've, I've been missing because I want to come back on top yes you want to huh. come back on, oh yeah Julia's see gonna, about that <laughs> uh,
2: yes it's time for the Megarika competition um, Megarika you have to say it like that it's a Swedish word anyway um, yes it's the competition where I get everyone else in the podcast to guess based on these pieces of information where this obscenely rich wealthy person in Europe is from um, currently leading, I think, is Yulia. Um, hey. <laughs> hey. You may be able to guess by the tone that Nick at one point was on top. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: I know rich people. <laughs>
2: also because you like study Eastern European politics, which is basically the same way of just saying exactly. rich Eastern European people.
4: Yeah, elitism is, is fun topic. A little overlap
2: there. All right, so net worth of this person. Eight point six billion. Why are they rich? Biotech investments, yacht racing, yacht racing, and having a dead dad. (laughs) All (laughs) right, that one. (laughs) Biotech
3: is a strong start. I love Um, everything biotech related. I hope they're (laughs) building like uh, you know the cyborgs of the future. Uh, I hope I hope they literally own the planet Kamino from the uh, Star Wars prequels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We've created that in the petri dish. <laughs> I mean, like I don't even know which corporations involved. There's like Monsanto, which is now owned by Bayern and what's that other big farm phar- uh, chemical comp- plant in Germany? Uh, Bayer and. B- no it's like uh, this acronym th- of four letters yeah, so yeah
4: B-I-S-F that one no that's wait is that chemical <laughs> I don't know yeah yeah, yeah but, no uh, but uh, yeah B-A
5: yeah you're right
0: the one that has a really ugly building at Bashoas yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, with that thingy yeah. that the nice building on the bottom that used yeah. to probably be like a factory, and then that weird glass thing. On yeah, the top. they build something mm, on the top. Of that. It's you so can see ugly. It, if you
4: want to see the other one, the Bayer one is in uh, Vetting. Kind of metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a metaphor, though. Let's
2: like uh, let's <laughs> not let's not forget about Bayer here. We are <laughs> recording this in Vetting, which yeah. is yeah. partly owned basically
0: by Bayer. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like can a make whole a field trip. <laughs> it's like a whole Keats. This basically just the Bayer yeah. campus. Yeah, it literally <laughs> looks like a like a um, a, a galactic prison. Yeah. On a far away, uh, <laughs> you know, something. Know. <laughs> if, any pri- if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if any of our prisoners have, have
1: escaped. <laughs> I mean, it's only recently that I realized also that like the B and BMW stands for Bayern. And it's like the most unimaginative thing of just like promote our state, Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but if any of our listeners
3: wish they lived in like you know a planned uh, you know a company community like Pullman, uh, Chicago, just move to vetting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, piece that's of not a name of a billionaire though. No, nope.
2: nope. <laughs> piece of information number one. His country is one that's fairly common. No, his story is one that's fairly common in his country. His family has been rich since basically the Renaissance. And his daddy owned a pharmaceutical company that's existed since 1900. And then in 1998, he dies like an idiot. <laughs> and this Megarica inherits the company. The Megarica is credited for making the company more money by suggesting the company do more research.
5: <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
2: this research includes included falsifying reports that a new hormone drug they created per, for preventing AIDS, uh, AIDS-wasting, you know, worked, uh, the company waved away the poor research and poor results by bribing doctors with all expenses paid trip to France. Mm. This resulted in a class action lawsuit and the ninth largest pharma lawsuit in US history.
1: Okay, that would be Monsanto related. Ooh, we'll Whoa, okay, else? we got someone
3: with some knowledge in here.
2: <laughs>
1: um.
2: Piece of information number two. Other genius money-making schemes this megariga has done was start a yacht racing com- uh, team for his company country.
0: Normal, normal r- rich dude shit. Yeah, company country. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, <laughs> right. According to Murray Rothbard, <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's
0: all the same.
2: The uh, yacht racing team lost a lot. Oh. Until they campaigned for a rule change that would allow them to buy racers from other more seafaring countries. King.
0: <laughs> what a king. I really like his, like, uh, who's the owner of the Sixers? I don't
3: know. It's shared owners.
0: Yeah, yeah, but who's the one who just, like, dove, like, just drove the team into the ground, like, the last decade?
3: You're thinking of the GM, Sam Hinton?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, really, like, king mentality like that. <laughs> like, we'll be so shit that then we could just rewrite the rules. And then nice. will be good. That's that's boss mentality. Uh, right? Technically,
3: it's exploiting the rules as they exist. They change the rules to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say unreported, uh, completely baseless, but I believe this to be true. Um, the biotech CEO did tons of experiments on the yacht racers uh, to somehow improve their yacht
1: racing ability. Uh, enhancement performance. Yeah, some certain train. certain uh, performance enhancements. enhancements.
5: Yeah,
0: they're all on Peds. That's cool. We support that. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. Sorry. I continue with this fact. Mm-hmm. He also sold his company to a much larger German pharma company. Known for price fixing. He's oh. also invested <laughs> in startups like 23 and Me, so that he can have a fucking pharma <laughs> deal on buying people's genetic information.
4: That's scary. <laughs>
2: Lastly, he has a foundation, which is largely a large tax write off, an advertising vehicle as it primarily talks about how great his company's pills are and tech, and he brings yacht racing to underprivileged communities. (laughs) (laughs) I am not making that up!
5: (laughs) How? What's what's his view on refugees? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: they need to be doing more yacht racing (laughs) it's really inspirational it's very inspirational yes oh my god fact number three and a classic for Megarica the degree of separation between him and a family relative that's involved in music all right (laughs) he got he got married to former Miss UK 1988 model and singer songwriter Christy Maiden name Roper who also came second in Miss World. Mm. She's from a British... (laughs) (laughs) She's from a British ceramic conglomerate family, (laughs) and after her brief modelling career that lasted one year, 1988... Good year. (laughs) She moved to London and became a singer-songwriter. She still makes music. We'll listen afterwards. Nice. Good. But is most famous for writing the song Black Coffee by All Saints, which they're a big UK band. Do you know mm-hmm, All Saints? Okay. Yeah, I do. No, I don't. No, they, I don't think they ever broke the states. No. She's heavily involved in the Smiling Children Foundation.
5: (laughs) (laughs) These again, what the fuck? That's
3: that's actually the the biotech they do. They force uh, people, (laughs) miserable people, to smile all the time. Yeah.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Just inject
3: their face again and again until they smile. (laughs) Which she donates a lot of
2: money to and also writes music for. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good. This was the foundation that knighted previous Polish megarika Dominika Kulczyk. With her title, Knight of the Order of the Smile. Oh, so yeah, gonna... I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so Sorry. those are your three pieces of information about this uh, Megarika. Wow. I'm gonna, it's uh, I'm going to give Yoni first guess here on where this uh, where this person is
1: from. Um. I mean, he—he's pr- definitely not the person who would marry some someone from the same country. He's definitely not Polish or British. Mm. And that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think we already had both those countries, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we did
1: actually.
2: Yeah. I'll—I'll yeah. mm. I'll let. Yeah, the Yanni guess know. is really
3: yeah. at a disadvantage.
2: No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll let Yanni know if he's—you uh, you say a country we've already done. Uh, yeah. I believe he's from.
1: I believe he's from Austria. Okay.
3: Okay. I thought, I thought Austria was
1: the, the Glock guy.
3: Maybe it's... It <laughs> no, 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 no. We <laughs> haven't no. had Austria yet. Okay. No, okay. no. We
4: you had idiot. Switzerland, right? No. No, no. Switzerland I was also thinking like Austria or Switzerland. So. Austria does not it's
0: because it's the Red Bull guy. I know that for a Ah, uh, yeah, now. the Red Bull guy. We yeah. talked yeah.
3: about that. Okay, I today. say
1: Switzerland. <laughs> I don't know. Where's
3: Monsanto from? Um, I don't know. Where's Monsanto from? Um, you mean that
1: is Bavarian? Lich- oh, no, Monsanto is not, sorry. Liechtenstein. You're saying Liechtenstein. Yeah. Everyone's going. This is very German energy, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. It is the anti-Dutch episode. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with our tiny European countries on the table. right Yes. Now. Oh wait. Oh wait. No, that's that's like too tiny.
1: Bavaria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bavaria's its own
4: country. Bavaria? Yes. He, he, how, ma- how much money do you have? Eight, 8. point six billion. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: I don't uh, know it's, it's not that I, much. It how many avocados can you buy with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
1: the only way I understand money I don't
0: know uh, eight because like <laughs> Switzerland they're rich I'm thinking, they? yeah, I'm thinking Switzerland wouldn't be it because, yeah, because it they're be rich, finance whatever yeah, dark, shit. But, but that person may not have their money in Switzerland it may be like Cayman oh. Islands or some shit hmm. so I was gonna also say Switzerland okay because that seems like a legitimate business that a president Switzerland would do. Right, mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. very
4: much into like biotech <laughs> and yacht racing. Yeah,
0: that's, that sounds Even normal. Even though they don't have And a there's s- not sea <laughs> Oh yeah, whatever. But you're rich, you can go to the sea. Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if I was living in a mountain, I would buy a yacht and live on the yacht. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then just like just
4: up. the snow. Bring the sea to my country if I were rich. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bomb
0: every country below Switzerland until you have an ocean. <laughs> I think that's just Slovenia. Poor <laughs> okay, yeah. Slovenia. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Switzerland.
2: Okay, so you guys were all very good. You all immediately picked up on the energy this person was putting down. We were mm. all wrong, though. Yeah, all wrong. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Both Julia and Nick at a point. This is Switzerland. Yay! <laughs> Ernesto Bertelli. Bertarelli. Ernesto.
4: Very name.
2: He uh, he inherited basically the company Serrano, uh, which mm-hmm. is a pharma company from Switzerland. Which has I need to figure out which because Yoni was coming with the knowledge which which company did they, which German company did they sell this to again?
0: The Merck Group. Oh Merck, yeah, Merck, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're Austrian, okay. though I think, right? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right.
2: The Merck Group, yes, and. Um,
0: yeah, so this is what this guy
2: does. He fixes yacht racing. His <laughs> charity, which is literally called the, um, oh, what you call it, the Ernesto Bert- Bertarelli Foundation <laughs> for um, yacht racing. For yacht, no. So, so <laughs> it's the most confused foundation ever because it is mostly just like, well, you know, um, they basically give the pills that their company makes away to like underprivileged communities, but then mm-hmm. also use that as a means of like talking about like how great the pills are please ignore that giant scandal where the AIDS-wasting drug we made didn't fucking work. Um, That, but also in the similar vein, because he obviously came along and said, like, can we do this for my yacht racing thing? Mm -hmm. So now there's also a wing of this charity that has, like... A yacht racing team that all the kids come from underprivileged communities. <laughs> and what I imagine is one of those like 90s teacher oh goes into the inner city projects, yeah. sits backwards in the chair and teaches all the kids how to yacht race kind of movie.
5: His <laughs> wife
3: oh um, comes in and starts singing like the Barney song and handing out pills. <laughs> and it's like, Let's all be happy, everybody. <laughs>
4: To you which,
0: know no listen to, the song um, listen
5: to the song
2: later listen to the song later okay oh, cool. okay All but right.
4: you know how i like kind of like knew about that Put it in the thanks show notes. to my job because when i research for biotech like for f- Thanks, of for <laughs> providing,
0: a, <laughs> providing a soundtrack
4: you know uh, if i research for the topic of biotech uh, i have a lot of like um companies from switzerland actually when it comes to europe so like eastern europe doesn't have really have any they're and done making it. their cyborgs. Yeah. That's yeah. some Soviet shit. We don't want no part of that. So, yeah. No.
1: Thanks to my job. I mean, <laughs> most of the biotech in the world is what, like, US, France, yeah. Switzerland, Germany. Yeah, Germany. exactly. Yeah.
0: I'm yeah. just wondering, like, is there also, like, a, um underprivileged children's, um, like, F1 team or something like
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> like <In the> F2? <laughs> <laughs> that exists. Yeah? Yeah, F2 oh. exists. Okay. Uh.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny when it's real sorry. Yeah. But yeah. It's below F1. I really like the idea that yeah, there is just some sort of no matter what how ridiculous the luxury sport is, there is some like insane millionaire billionaire out there who has made like an underprivileged dressage team. I really like that idea.
0: Fencing or polo. Yeah. Golf.
3: So I was right that it's the Switzerland is the planet Camino. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Obi- yeah, it, it, Obi-Wan's it, like it a German
3: is. who like goes down to Switzerland for their meeting and is like, so we're gonna hide all the gold here. Yeah, uh,
5: <laughs> the
2: um in you know in the scene where um Hansel is talking to Guido, that language he's speaking is Romance. <laughs>
0: cool. All right. Um
1: We're talking main topic now? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. put Switzerland
0: up on the big board, everybody. <laughs>
1: I May mean, I am going to Zurich next week, and it really has nothing to do with what we just discussed. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Trust yeah,
0: <me>. <laughs> Now you have a useless piece of knowledge of who's the richest person on paper in that country. Mm. Wait, let's
3: just go back to the Twenty Three and Me quickly. So, they th- this company owns Twenty Three and Me, or they invested in it, or what?
2: He, as yes. an individual angel investor,
5: mm. is mm. like. Yeah. yeah. He Vegas. also owns
1: the individual DNA of every single person. Yeah, exactly. Person. He's, he's, he's the me. He's <laughs> yeah. like, you're 23 are, are with me. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, 23 cool. like me the upper the or the lower <laughs> limit? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. It's going into
2: Murray Rothbard territory
4: yeah. again. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Right.
2: So, how do we kick off our discussion of i wish there was like
4: a song like an anti-deutsch song or something.
0: there's a lot of anti-deutsch bands we can uh, oh, that's true with oh
4: that is true
3: who wh- what are some of them what's the one uh, with the three words in their um, name Finds on a fish. on no no but they're
0: not anti-deutsch yeah. uh, okay i don't know um
3: uh atari something
4: atari teenage riot yeah oh.
0: They're
3: anti-Deutsch.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go I, oh, I I, I listen to them. Uh, yeah, I. I oh, I'm cancelled. They were Come always on. played at every uh, fucking like uh, anti-Nazi demonstration that I went to when I was young because I grew up in Germany, so I really like encountered a lot of yeah. anti-anti-Deutsch groups. Well,
3: I, I, I got another one. Uh, literally every single white German DJ from the '90s.
5: Anti-Deutsch
0: artists. You Christ. I got no one. I I don't know. I just like have <laughs> seen them.
4: <laughs> I mean, Atari Teenage Riot is basically the the music that all anti-Deutsche groups play in, in Germany, like at every protest, demonstration, or something, or a cool party at a squatted house. That must <laughs> get like really
0: boring, though. Then you have oh, one band that it? you only listen to. Yeah,
4: it's well, fun. <laughs> <laughs> a, one of the band slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So,
0: okay. Um, yeah, I guess you were kind of getting into it before uh, we uh, found out about our good boy from uh, from from Switzerland. I was about to say Sweden. Some stupid. Stuff. <laughs> it's uh, the same. Just uh, yeah. start with the SW. It's
1: really confusing. Yeah, yeah. it's super confusing
4: um, when you say it in Russian because it sounds weird. It similar but anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean like for me the hardest thing in general is like when you talk about jews in germany like you're either talking about two things one is this very constructed idea whether you're anti-semitic or whether you love jews and like when you actually are talking about the humans most jews today in germany are immigrants like there isn't really that native german Mm -hmm. jewish community like if you go to the altanoia synagogue one of these old synagogues and uh, Strasse. most of the Jews that go there are Russian Jews. Most of the prayer books mm-hmm. are Russian. And like I'm an American Jew, half of my family is from Netherlands, and there's also not much of a Dutch Jewish community. And so it's this really frustrating discourse where, you know, I'm like defending the museum director of the Jewish Museum. He's not Jewish himself, Peter Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And it's against other anti-Deutsch, most who are not Jewish. So this is very, the Jews are absent from this whole discourse about anti-Semitism. And it's not that it's a victimless crime, but it's a very intellectualized... And that's, I think, where it differs from other kinds of discriminations, where there's a much less of a intellectualized, proselytized discourse around this. Well, okay.
3: Maybe we should, for the people who don't know, we should maybe explain what, in general, we're talking about when we talk mm-hmm. about anti-deutsch. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've seen uh, random Israel flags at German protests, and or you've seen very interesting comments online of of german leftists especially uh, self-declared anarchists being very very pro-israel for some reason um maybe like you said you've seen in some music scene like especially some djs or clubs in berlin um um yeah canceling certain shows uh, for some reason yep. Um,
5: Which we wanted to go to.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the whole reason we're doing this episode. Yeah. yeah. Of, of, um, because I'm really pissed.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say, uh, Golden Poodle, one more time, stop being uh, racist so I can go back to your club. I had fun there. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, like,
3: I don't know. So.
1: I mean, this is like the most visible anti Deutsche, like the ones who are waving Israeli flags. And like, I was at a Un um, yeah. in uh, Dresden, and for the first time, actually, mm-hmm. I saw like a leftist wearing an Israel Defense Force green, like oh, green olive wow. shirt. <laughs> I've heard about <laughs> this, but yeah. I've never seen that. I've yeah. been here for four years. Yeah,
4: mm. you have that. You have the American flags as well. It's yeah. interesting uh, combination. Are, are
1: they
3: still as as, f- is it is it still as pro-American the movement as oh, it was yeah. in like?
1: I mean there's I thought it was like 911
3: like, was the big thing like we have to yeah, protect Yeah 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 and it's still like there's,
4: there's still, still this narrative <laughs> It's still this narrative of like the protectors of Israel so like the US as the protectors of Israel and anything that I comes with, with that it like imperialism like when it comes to American imperialism it's actually interesting because it's um you have the, the anti-imperialists anti-semitism and you have the imperialist anti-semitism uh, anti-semitism um, and like when you come when it comes to uh, anti Deutsche you actually have this like uh, imperialism th- or sometimes you have this like uh, defense of imperialism which is especially American for example or
1: hmm. Yeah, like for some of our US listeners, you might be familiar with the Platypus Society. How mm-hmm. Chris Cruton, he, there was oh, a big yeah. scandal yeah. where like he made this necessita- necessitated argument in defense of colonialism na- of Native Americans yeah. and gives very colonial arguments how it was necessary to advance society uh, for the expansion of socialism. And it's just really awful arguments that he makes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's
3: absolutely, one thing I wanted to get at is I wouldn't say the ideas of the "Quote unquote anti-Deutsch," which is more of a yeah, just sort of phenomenon. Well, <laughs> it's like that um, instead of like a single group of people, um, it's often or what's interesting or worth talking about it is that it is it parallels other kind of like liberal or right wing like instrumentalizations of Israel or uh, anti anti-Semitism, um, mm-hmm. like. There's um, a kind of um, um, there's parallels between exactly what you said and some of the defenses they make of Israel Mm -hmm. in as like bringing like civilization or kind of like progress uh, to a region, Um, and that also links up with what a lot of uh, German liberals, not declared anti-Deutsch, just feel about Israel.
1: (laughs) I mean, so there's two things. Like, one is it's a very intellectualized ideology and they're like father figure. Should I say father? Uh, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> get yeah, into Vater it. Father figure. It <laughs> uh, would be Adorno. And yes. Oh, yeah. You know, Adorno. 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 Adorno? I'm sorry. Like <laughs> is Adorno actually anti-Deutsch himself? No.
4: No, he's not, yeah. no. But I mean, he made a lot of, there are a lot of Adorno quotes and they like to quote him a lot. It's, it's kind of like a weird Adorno groupie, situation I don't know like it's
0: I just love like 60 year old bald men
4: (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like you don't find I think an anti-deutsion that doesn't love Adorno or quotes him like from time to time that that, that (laughs) happens
2: all the time especially with like left tendencies because like left communism absolutely loves Rosa Luxemburg Rosa Luxemburg is easy to quote and her stuff (laughs) actually like makes sense okay (laughs) Adorno like (laughs) (laughs) Adorno is like
0: it's not that like Adorno is like genuinely like bad or that he's inherently like that anti-deutsch stuff is like inherently then in his stuff it's, it's just that adorno mm. being kind of like one of the father figures of like critical theory yeah can just give you these like really good empty quotes that then you never like what what's this one about about like uh there's no poetry after auschwitz well <laughs>
4: yeah he says yeah um gedichte nach auschwitz sind bar- wären barbarisch also yeah, sind yeah. Barbarei, or something like that and
0: <laughs> that's always like a, co- a, a quote that's taken out of context because Adorno then like a few years later like regretted saying that Yeah. saying that then like of course like I didn't mean this in this context this and that but obviously then it doesn't take away from the fact that that's a good quote to like just Mm. throw out and to like sound smart that actually like doesn't really have all that much meaning when you start peeling peeling it back it's beautiful it sounds (laughs) nice yeah. yeah yeah
1: That's the thing, like the anti-Deutsch claim to reject identity politics, but they're the biggest hypocrite (laughs) on this. And there's two fronts. Like we talk about the guilt complex, and I think Mm -hmm. it's two things. It is one, like their grandparents, a lot of them were Nazis. But I think the second thing is like you didn't have these Auschwitz trials until the 60s and the 70s, so it's not just what their grandparents did, but it's how their parents just kind of were the silent generation and didn't actually make any recuperative measures so yeah. it's a lot closer and personal. It's not just this thing from 80 years ago. It's also this thing from 40 years ago, 50 years ago.
4: Mm. I have the feeling that they, and I think, yeah, that they um, kind of uh, wish themselves back in like a situation like you had in the 60s, for example. So they idealized a lot of stuff that was happening there. So you had know, you had Frankfurter Schule being one of the main... Um, lines of, of like sociology and philosophy during that time and like a very um, mainstream in in, uh, in in student groups and at university so they kind of wish to go back to that and it's actually interesting because a lot of the time it just ends up in being like empty analytical critique of stuff so th- there's like nothing damn how
0: german th- of them yeah
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that's the thing and this is a little um what would the logic nerds say um Yeah, ad hominem. But just picture the anti-Deutsch. Just picture the most stereotypical white Germans you can imagine in a group being like, VA Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, I, I understand I am a... Uh, white cis male from the imperial Corps. I understand that this identity you is problematic. You don't want it. You are rejecting it in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> you are like further instrumentalizing this whole thing by blocking off... Um, well, we're going to get to it later.
1: <laughs> but there's also not only uh, white anti-Deutsche. Like, there's a noticeable trend where you have... Uh, like Turkish uh, mm-hmm. people of German descent, uh, Germans of Turkish descent, where yeah. in order to kind of assimilate and integrate, they take on this identity and also collective responsibility or and that 's a very German thing, like this kind of yeah. collective atonement that like you definitely did not have in Austria or other countries, and that yeah. has a positive aspect to it. Yeah, what? you actually
4: have like a bigger group. I wouldn't say it's like only German, Germ- like uh, whatever, Aryan. German. Yeah, Aryan Germans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real thing, just to be clear. <laughs> yep. I don't uh, like
1: what Yulia says it. <laughs> I, I won't say <laughs> It scares know, me. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have like this big group around like newspapers like uh, Tats, for example, also like um, um, or, like Iranian, um, anti-Deutsche or something like that affiliate with the group. And I mean, when I grew up, um, when I grew up in an anti-Deutsch, <laughs> I didn't group, I grew uh, whatever with like, but around them, around, yeah. them. that sounds like <laughs> you <laughs> cohabitated yeah. and yeah. ate
1: food that was put on the plate in front of you. but It, yeah. was, just, it was probably hummus.
4: We had the same Kufa, for example. Yeah, <laughs> they something. probably only served
0: uh, uh, Israeli dishes.
4: Yeah, so. only hummus. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, it was like a, it w- was mostly like int- you know, kind of like intellectual. A lot of males, <laughs> a lot of guys. Are into just
0: like left it. circles like, in general, though. I think, especially in Germany.
4: But it has this feeling, like of this, like nineteen sixties. I don't know, like in the beginning, like male dominated new left. I don't know, loving right. feeling. <laughs> yeah,
0: but why can't they be like the nineteen sixties cool left? which and one which? but
1: that's the question where are they actually cool like we have this romanticized yeah true damn um, it I don't know because like yeah, yeah. Adorno like Meinhard shat complex, on complex uh, Netflix yeah. premiere yeah damn it because yeah. like, Adorno like shat on them
0: and then like they didn't like him anymore yeah true. wait
5: so I, w- I
3: want to go back to Adorno so what about Adorno other than the fact that he's just a German a prominent German thinker yeah. so he's quoted yeah. a lot what is it like I think most people would associate it kind of fatalism to Adorno, mm-hmm. um, like your quote said, mm. and from my mm. interpretation, it's like there's nothing going back to like the guilt of Germany. There's nothing that can be done. Uh, I would even say there's no politics uh, that can happen in and Germany. And you can anymore. just
4: summarize it in in this one quote that is, I think, the the quote, the Adorno quote, um, and probably the most favorite of every anti-Deutsche is um, "Es gibt kein Leben, uh, kein richtiges Leben im falschen." So there's no right life and the wrong life, <laughs> so you can't actually do anything. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: which is know? why Adorno is like probably one of the like shittiest Marxist thinkers in my <laughs> opinion, because just all like, because yeah, like exactly, like that fatalism uh, that's yeah. inherent in mm. most critical theory that like comes mm. into, like, the like post-World War II. He takes the most
2: prominent question on the left of, what is to be done, and says, nothing. Nothing. You know, and every
1: Marxist has admit to the inherent oppressiveness of the state, but they say that the state must wither under certain conditions, and anti-Deutsche argue that Germany must be the first nation state to go, and mm-hmm. Israel the last. Yeah. yeah. You know, and beyond that, they might have a general critique of nation states.
3: Yeah. That energy always reminded me of, like, it's, it's like the same energy as, I don't know if you're on Twitter and you see like an American liberal be like, all right, here's the plan. It's going to be a Kamala and Pete Buttigieg ticket, and then Kamala's going to resign after a year and a half so that Pete Buttigieg has time to warm up, and then he's going to take over as president. It's like, that's not how anything works. Like It's not a little, like I don't know, puzzle you put together in the order you want.
0: He's going to make Hillary Clinton his vice president, <laughs> and he's going to resign. And well, then Hillary Clinton's going to become president okay, of the United
2: but States. <laughs> but it, yeah,
0: but this is the whole thing that, like,
2: upsets me by the fact that they call themselves anarchists. is like, mm-hmm. you don't have a preference of states. <laughs> <laughs> that's
5: not
1: what anarchists want. Are they actually anarchists? Like, no, they're, against yeah, no, German, they're, not. they're against a German nation state, but I yeah. see them as Marxists.
2: Yeah, no, you... Uh. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't, against know, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. say but them as Marxist either no. because they're
0: pretty freaking just straight up rit- like lib when it comes exactly. to exactly and stuff. that is that is
4: the thing so like you have actually um, you have like some very famous magazines in Germany mm-hmm. like Bahamas magazine for example or what's the other one pa, blah, 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 something
1: was too I mean, so Jüngerwelt and um, Jungle World. Jungle World. Right. Jungle, uh, not Jüngerwelt. Yeah, Jüngerwelt.
0: Jungle. Uh, Jungle World was Jüngerwelt. Yeah. It split yeah. Up because of the... They Ante didn't want to break
1: the acronym. I respect that. Because of the anti yeah. thing.
4: And there's this other one. I forgot about it, but...
1: <laughs> Those are the main two. Uh, yeah. yeah. But there's oh, con- uh, Concrete. Concrete is one of them. Yeah, Konkret There's also the ISF I didn't from... I, yeah, doesn't
4: IS- count. ISF. <laughs> concrete and you have um in the media you sometimes have like um very anti-deutsche ev- positions even though they also publish um opposite opinions
1: yeah. it's 2019 uh, let's not shit on the indie media like yeah, they yeah, need yeah, all no, the support no. they <laughs> can yeah. get yeah and, I know, uh, uh, yeah and irrelevance and, yeah. and jacobin magazine
4: <laughs> <laughs> no no sorry um but yeah they do that's true um I'm um, oh, just I imagining
3: Ada like with their big oh, no Jacobin Deutschland whatever it's like the yeah, big yeah. Uh, reopening's coming in January and they're just they're opening covers just like a giant Israeli flag <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> we listen Germany we know what you want on the le- in left politics
0: I just imagine them like too just also like like just putting a poll up like should we be anti-deutsch like we're considering it
4: no, I forgot what I wanted to talk about. No, um, yeah, Bahamas for example. Like, Bahamas, I think, is the worst. Should um, we,
3: should we fast? Should we go through the history quickly up to Bahamas, just so we know, like, okay. with the Veda, f- with it. the fine, with the Venda and everything. Oh, sorry, I, I just want to like. So, someone mentioned earlier that 1989 is uh, like a crucial year for all of this because you have, I think, uh, we never talked about it, it was on a lost episode, right? Hmm. Like, it's very interesting. The situation in Germany what happens in 1989 because like West Germany basically just absorbed the the GDR yeah. mm-hmm. like um and it's even in the constitution you probably know more than me than this like the the German constitution as it exists now mm. uh because it's still the 1945 constitution it is like states itself as like an incomplete
1: 52 constitution yeah, sorry 52 yeah. um it states itself as like this is it. i was really adamant about <laughs> that <laughs> this
3: is like a temporary verfassung until we like unite all of germany together because we are split right now mm-hmm. and there's even some like reichsburger that say well we're we, we don't Hello? have all of germania yet we have to keep adding to it so you have this but all of this happens even though this is like i find the document and the logic of of um the frg from the past like a very right wing you have this kind of like this triumphalism uh this triumphant like mindset of like 1989 and peace has come and everything is good and grand but it's really like a hostile takeover right of uh, in defeat of communism mm. at least as, as it plays out on the legal political level um and yeah, it, was also, yeah, go ahead. it was
1: also like in the GDR, I mean, they had the, always the official position of anti-fascism. I mean, all their ambassadors could not be former Nazi members, whereas in the West you had many Nazi members from all of civil society. That said, I don't think GDR really took anti-Semitism serious. And it's not a shock or a surprise that after the reunification, mm-hmm. you see this upsurge in far-right neo-Nazi movements in GDR. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Rostock attack and the exactly. Vietnamese I was about herself. to
4: say that, yeah, exactly, because that was the fear that I think anti-Deutsche was born f- from was actually the fear of this happening. Like, uh, after re- reunification, like, growing nationalism, German nationalism, hmm. coming back and power, like, or, or being, like, a thing that... Happens again, and the like, lacking uh, critique, uh, you know, um, of uh, anti-Semitism in the GDR, because you were, well, by definition, you were uh, an anti uh when you were from the GDR, you know, yeah. because like the belief of you don't have to make a critique because it's it's not there, it doesn't exist, and then yeah, with the Rostock attacks kind of like um, confirming the fear of of the anti-deutsche movement, of like saying, okay, this is like, now Germany is ba- back in full power, mm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I'm just
0: curious of uh, being um, a dumb non-German, mm-hmm. um, is there then a connection then between that because the GDR had a very open position that was pro-Palestine, too, that then anti-Deutsch, like, internalized as well, because there is, like, there is inherently, like, within, like, the support of the socialist movements that were, you know, whatever the international they were a part of, or whatever that they were pr- promoting. I mean, I saw a picture on Twitter the other day that was really sick, by the way, of a, a postage stamp mm-hmm. from, like, the 60s or 70s that was, like, solidarity with Palestine, mm-hmm. and it had, like, these really beautifully drawn, like, socialist modernist mm-hmm. art sort of thing of, of, of you know... A man and a woman, like mm. being mm. strong, you know, Palestinian socialists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm. I could see that becoming like internalized of that. Then, like in the worldview of that, like okay, the GDR one, they didn't mm-hmm. address anti-Semitism. True, they, mm. they, they, I don't think that they did ever really. I mean, like they ed- yeah. they they addressed the fact that they were anti-fascist, yeah. but never really in the sense of like like the Soviet Union in general had a very weird thing of yeah, addressing that, what the yeah. Holocaust was. Yeah, even though they had a officially. A position of, of uh, yeah. against anti-Semitism. Yeah. It was never actually really addressed. I
4: mean, yeah, you, know? you see it in the monuments that are yeah. on oh, the non-existing monuments. It depends. Or you see it like in the monuments. They didn't know how to deal with it, so uh, they portrayed um, Jewish uh, people, for example, in Riga, as like working working-class heroes in the sense of because how do we address something that is probably like not in in the context of propaganda of like working class heroes for example
1: so I mean I'm happy to have Emma Goldman or Luxembourg be my Polish working class hero but I'm sure they didn't see it that way yeah Um, Yeah. to your point like I mean if you ask any historian the history is much more complex for both sides Um, the Soviet Union was one of the countries that ratified the Israeli state in 1948 and this position has changed I think it was in 1967, after the Six-Day War, um, where you had this resolution the United Nations, uh, Zionism is Racism, which was supported by USSR, GDR, numerous Mm -hmm. other uh, socialist countries in Latin America. I think uh, Chile was one of those exceptions, Salvador Allende. Uh, but yeah, for sure. And you not just in GDR but in West Germany with the RAF. Um, oh, yeah, there yeah. was a lot of collaboration between RAF, the Red Army faction, and the Popular Front for Liberation of Palestine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of it, like if you read the text, the manifestos, communiques, there is anti Semitism in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we can romanticize militants, etc., but like we can't whitewash that history. And so the anti-Deutsch, it's very easy for them to find anti-Semitic examples of Palestine solidarity and point to it. And unless you're willing to reckon with that, or it's just going to be fuel that you can't take away. And I say this as an anti-Zionist Jew, and it's a very lonely spot here. <laughs> <in Spanish. laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, this is also an entr- uh, interesting part of anti deutsche is like this, um, almost, I would say, like uh, fetishizing, you know, like. <laughs> kind of like fetishizing jewish people or the state of yeah, israel it's an orientalism you know
1: biji kurdistan it's the same thing like they yeah. don't understand anything about him but they want to raise yeah. a fist and
4: okay yeah yeah exactly it's and and they're not even like speaking to people um and their, their concerns because there's also like um jewish antifa groups that are clearly and, like, very outspoken against anti-Deutsche uh, and, yeah. and their positions. Um, and it's, you, a lot of the times you hear this, like, very, in itself, anti-Semitic argument then saying, like, oh, you're a self-hating Jew because you're not supporting mm-hmm. Israel. You, and you hear that from Germans. Uh, <laughs> this is quite, uh, yeah, problematic. <laughs>
1: And I just okay. want to throw in the mix. Like we talked about, um, the media as so Bahamas, I think is like one mm-hmm. of the most mm-hmm. egregious. <laughs> Anti-Deutsche yeah. media. I mean, yeah. they make thought experiments justifying uh, the AFD, the new neo-Nazi yeah. party, because yeah. they're the only party that quote stands up to Islam. Yeah, yeah. and
4: Wait, uh, this is another point. Ooh. Yeah, the uh, like um, that's a spicy take. <laughs> <laughs> huh? oh. I was wondering who made that noise is—Robert? Well, <laughs> this is my first time hearing
2: that there is supposedly left-wing paper being like, "Yeah, AFD."
5: But it's <laughs> like <Yeah>. that's <laughs> the thing. Like oh, we need to. Th-
4: yeah. Sorry i mean like we
1: can talk about we can talk yeah. about the bahamas and be smug ourselves that mm. we've pointed at the clear and obvious misalignment of the anti-deutsche they yeah. so so do listened to our podcast before i mean this,
4: <laughs> i mean there's this like um string of uh, thought um of like our own, I don't, you can't call it that um like of an anti-muslim um like thoughts you can call it what uh, it is it's Islamophobia Islamophobia yeah, yeah. That's w- that was the yeah. word I was uh, looking for thank you um, yeah of Islamophobia in, in anti deutsche movements um, and you have that a lot in Bahamas of course because Bahamas is like mm? they also have interesting very sexist turns um, and you And you have this, like, um, you see that in establishments, because in Germany you have a lot of establishments, like, uh, can I name them? I don't know. Go for it. Like Coney Island, for (laughs) example. Oh, yeah, Coney Island, my favorite club. (laughs) Coney Island. (laughs) You know,
3: I was feeling lost, but then when they told me I could go uh, fight in the IDF to uh, fight fascism, (laughs) then I felt like I had purpose again.
4: So they invited, what's his name, um, Maul, uh, some Bahamas boy. Bahama well, boy, sh- that's, <laughs> that's his. That's his fucking
0: uh, reggaeton. He might wear that
1: as a badge of pride, so we
2: have to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they they brought back the wall
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well, yeah, he is quite known for being sexist, um, defending AFD positions, and defending AFD. He was invited. Um, well, to to uh, like a reading, um, like a lecture series or something like that. That was actually like first of all, first um, supported by Rosa Luxemburg Stiftung and stuff like that. There was a lot of money in there mm-hmm. from like leftist projects and and. Um, but when they uh, found out about like this is the guy that is writing or is heading, I think even Bahamas uh, magazine, they like took out all of the money for the lecture series, and. Um, the venue where it was supposed to happen, it was in Leipzig, I think. Um, um, Which they, is like the
1: most important city for the anti-Deutsche. Exactly. Like Berlin is yep. number two.
4: Yeah, <laughs> kicked um, Yeah, kicked him out or kicked uh, this lecture series out. And who stepped in? Coney Island. <laughs> Thank goodness. And yeah, there were, of course, there, there, there was a lot of protests and there, there was actually articles about like, yeah, how far right can the left go?
1: Horseshoe theory, anyone?
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, there is a lot of discussions and of course with Conor Island uh, the thing is um you have it like it's an open panel, so you always have a, an open like plenum um panel discussion about decisions and a lot of the time they um re revise you need to read? Yeah. They take back their decisions or they mm. change them up or said, Oh, we did something wrong because everyone can join in these discussions, you know. Yeah. And so it's interesting, it's weird voting uh, stuff. Anyway, yeah, and, and this is like where, where it came to, to actually, where where this discussion started also in like left-wing media, okay, like um, how can we still defend those positions and how can you be like a, you claim to be a leftist space and, and you'd invite people that are, openly sexist. He has weird Twitter takes um, a lot of the times. So he just sounds
0: really German still, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, 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 I don't understand how these guys are anti-Deutsch when their behavior <laughs> is so stereotypically German. That is interesting
4: because you have actually Identitäre, so like the, uh, what, yeah. what are they called Identit- in English?
0: The Identitarian movement. Yeah,
4: exactly. You have people from, like, uh, from Austria, like uh, the head, I forgot his name, the head of the... Uh, Identity movement, Identitäre. Uh, uh, Identitäre Europa? Europa? Huh? Is that Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was yeah. like a
1: French movement, French right-wing movement. and. yeah. Uh, it's also quite small in Germany, but very popular. Very in popular, Greenpeace <laughs> style actions, dropping oh, yeah. a banner, and you know, protector yeah. borders and baden Tour. Yeah. yeah, they do yeah, a yeah, lot of like
4: direct action the stuff. They're, so they're to big say, in Austria, yeah. and North. They're Asia super as well. big in Austria, and um, this guy, like, he actually, he from time to time, he, he, I think he had a YouTube video, and he was agreeing with the guy from, from, I think it was from Bahamas magazine, I could be wrong, don't uh, at me. (laughs) Is that what what we say? (laughs) Yes, you're in correct English. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, actually saying like, yeah, I I totally agree with this guy, you know, I totally agree with his positions and this is like where it gets super dangerous, you know, when when, like... um, this guy from Identitäre agrees with your positions on stuff. You may be a Nazi. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah, because you say, like, you're anti-Deutsch, but you're really, uh, you, as you said, like, it's super <laughs> All my German.
0: friends are really it's into Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, like, in Well, the, the thing that I find that, so, because you mentioned the thing about this, like, this, this, you know, connecting, yeah, I mean, with, with Identitäre Bewegung, um, with then the understanding of the AFD. And I can understand why someone would vote AFD, Um, If they're in a bad situation, not because of the Islamophobia, but because of the economic situation of Germany and that then what the other parties then, you know, the reality of German politics, you have a new party that comes, you're not really politically literate, which is, you know, a completely normal thing. The left needs to capitalize on that and make their message better. And since they don't do that, I can understand if you feel lost in the German, you know, you know, spectrum of politics Then the AFD who's promising you all these things. That that for you then seems like an alternative. I can understand that, but their Islamophobia being the thing that you relate to, like that's fucking buck wild. Like that is so weird and so yeah. Back to it. So really, like just stereotypically German of like oh yeah, um, these economic factors. Yeah 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 whatever. But you know what? The fact that they're racist, I get that. Like that's (laughs) something I can relate with.
3: So I just wanted to. Introduce Bahamas again because that's what I was trying to do. Before okay, we get so it. it's, no, it's okay. I, wait, I did intru-
4: I interrupt you?
3: No, I interrupted you to do it, and then we all lost track. So I'm going to now say it again. I'm sorry this is for not interrupting. A you. ad, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Bahamas. Well, okay, that's very that's part Folks, of the whole. Do you thing.
2: hate going to the Bahamas? Office? <laughs> do you hate
3: living in Germany? Pretend you're the Bahamas. Um, <laughs> the there whole, where the title comes from, right? Exactly. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's we we have a resurgence in. Again a very intellectual movement in Germany after the after die Wende, the uh, the unification and there's a split in the in a general so correct me if if I mess anything up so there was a general left protest against this new Germany uh, and they were critical of people die linka didn't exist yet but of left politicians working within the state and then among this group there was a split. Between the anti-Deutsch groups and the non-anti-Deutsch and the others, um, the what revolved around this is a, is a somewhat famous quote, maybe even apocryphal, but everyone knows it. Is that from the they said you might as well live in the Bahamas. And then they made their magazine yeah. Bahamas. It's actually um, an
1: incredible story. Like that just made me want to join the Anti Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting cool about that
3: is one. Speaking of how German the Anti Deutsch are, that is the same energy as the German media when they every coalition needs to be named after a flag of a country they wish they could colonize. <laughs> <laughs> um, like wow. they just have like yeah Bahamas. I wish I was. Th- I, I wish we could be there. But it is also the sense I think in the Bahamas like like the magazine is almost about i mean part of the anti deutsch uh, how, how to say this um it's it's this dialectic of of a future yeah, utopia.
0: Just drop the D word. A <laughs> I don't even know what that
3: there's, means, but I know. There's it's some idea. I think I think I'm using stop it right. Rob,
2: stop flexing.
5: If
3: if I'm not using it right, let the Geist of Hegel shake me down right now. Uh, Just put I'm it on Jobs, <laughs> and Jobs, and Jobs.
5: <laughs> and jobs. <laughs> and jobs.
0: <laughs>
3: that there's this dialectic between this like fascination with utopia, future utopia, and they're like, and the the anti-Deutsch who fundamentally think that's unrealizable. Um, because mm-hmm. they're German mm. and that, first of all it's funny that they take the Bahamas as this uh, at the same time this like far away land that to them could be utopia but is not accessible mm-hmm. which is probably how they see Israel too like they think it's really sunny and on the beach <laughs> it um, it, it's fascinating it like, like that's what they kind of think about it yeah. at the same time a lot of the Germans at least
1: mean I mean, like, sure. the leftist or liberal Israelis who moved to Berlin, they get a really rough deal, like, they gave up all of that for Berlin winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one other thing but, is, it was yeah.
3: very funny. I, I checked the Bahamas website right before we started recording, mm-hmm. and uh, their latest issue is just a, the the whole magazine cover is just the Notre Dame on fire. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I think uh, the sure 1,500 <laughs> years of the Abendland is enough. <laughs>
5: is that what it said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay,
4: Yeah. Wait, um, I'm confused. Uh, wait, what, yeah, I it, it, it is super confusing. <laughs> so now they're it's hilarious. Like, what, now
0: they're like, but now, all right, all right. So now the anti Dodge position is, is being pro-ISIS. Israel is the third world. <laughs> the
3: third, now <world>, <laughs> is third worldist. I'm it's so
0: confused. I, uh, but I think wait, you, so you, they you want the Aben? Ob- wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> is which one? So wait, which one do we?
3: Occit, the West, the Occident. Occident.
0: We Occident. Occident, yeah. 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 Uh, think so, of the. Oh wait, wait. So, and so they want the land to go away, then. Yeah. So they're.
4: But they also don't want the Aryan because it has Muslims. So what do they? Are,
1: are you defending the Catholic Church? <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know. Oh, wait, which one? Which this is one? a trad-cath podcast. Which yeah. one are, Here, wait. let's do something very un-German for a moment. Let's not worry what they believe. Like, what do you believe? So let's <laughs> not try to do. I mean, just
0: from 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 the title itself, just sounded like a really pro-ISIS <laughs> fucking thing. But, but I, I think, think I misunderstand what Abendland means. Then That's
4: the it's the West. Occident. Yeah, it's the West. Oh, yeah. then okay. Yeah.
0: Then wait. So they said that Abel they, they land, don't want they don't those. want the land Yeah, anymore. Exactly. Okay, so it's yeah. pro ISIS. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I was right then. Okay, thank it's goodness. A, it's an ISIS but, talking but point. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, no, say that. but but
4: I think Rob has a really important point there when he says like um, this weird like. N- Thank you. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, the
1: dialectics.
4: Yeah, the dialectics. And, when he and,
0: said and dialectic, <laughs> I was like, yes. It's because like, yes. we of Adorno's fucking name and now everyone's talking about dialectics. He's also wearing glasses. He's very uh, smart. Oh. <laughs> he just, he just, Rob just came back from university, so...
4: Um. Oh my God, you're like a perfect anti-Dutch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, um, saying that um, this utopia or like that can't... Like, exist because like anti-deutsche um actually like what they do and what they say is like basically based on like negation and and critique so um in in so far that it goes into like empty critique and just like um um repeating adorno quotes i'm about to say they just sound like adorno then at that point (laughs) yeah exactly so it like goes nowhere it's like it's just what Germans love so much, if you like, sit in a seminar, like in a German seminar, mm. you have people like critiquing, uh, critiquing shit, and like not like empty critique. It's just like for the sake of critiquing stuff and saying like, "Oh yeah, but uh, 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 dialectics," <laughs> 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 not not what you do. <laughs> like, no, not. what I do, what I do, what
2: I do when I say "Deutsche Volkskunde." Exactly,
4: and and it's a very arrogant like. Um, behavior because if you like ever uh, yeah I mean I, I, I've went to German, German university for how um, 10 years <laughs> and I was in school before <laughs> so a long time long time and I, I was in Antifa once so don't let me <laughs> um I mean <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, that's the Ge- thing, like are they gonna
0: bully uh andy N- no or whatever no, his name
4: no but no uh, being anti fascist is awesome um I'm just saying like uh, in Germany, you have i o for example, so like autonome Jugendzentren mm. and mm. Um, not all of them are anti deutsche or something, but you have like a very uh, established anti deutsche culture in in german Jugendzentren. culture um, <laughs> I mean the one that I had My culture. <laughs> I think the one that I have like in Bielefeld is different um I had like no the one I went to yep. but of course y- you like it's it's basically where you gather around to cultural stuff and talk <laughs> about Israel <laughs> uh, should Germans
0: be doing that in uh, any context nope <laughs> <laughs> no. this conversation no. can go
4: one or two ways
2: and both of them are bad <laughs> but,
4: but yeah my point was like you have that in seven and you have this arrogance with it like it's, it's a very weird arrogance that's like okay my opinion is better and I know like that, mm. that what you're doing is anti-Semitism and I'm German and uh, if you're Jewish then it's Still anti Semitism, <laughs> or you're just like hating yourself, or something. Like that. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. Well, the thing that I found really
0: weird is that, like, because you were telling me with your, um, uh, the seminar that you did for before you went to Latvia. Which one? The, the seminar that you did, the camp. I don't know the fuck what it I was. you yeah. could have done multiple
1: seminars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 but it was, I
0: forget what it was called. The, um, the, Pre mm, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, yeah for that. Yeah. Like your 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 orientation um, for you yeah, Latvia. Pre- and they had they had Latvia. a segment about Israel which I thought was they did, very yeah. weird and their line about that was actually pretty anti Deutsch which was like yeah. any critique of the Israeli state is actually anti-Semitism. Uh,
4: well, actually, no, he, he presented a uh, different kind of like anti-Semitism and he also presented kind of like fetishizing Israel. So, oh, okay, never mind. Like, I misunderstood you then. Yeah, no, no, no. But uh, you had people in this seminar defending like the anti-Deutsche position. So mm. like Okay, then yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you go from here? Yeah, sorry.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, set. so I'll make this maybe it's an
1: unpopular take here, but like you, I don't think you can talk about contemporary anti fascism in Germany today without yeah. also talking about the anti Deutsche. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, And I think, like most movements, um, ideology tends to be driven by a select few and the rest kind of accept it as a conventional wisdom. So you don't have all ideological anti Deutsche people. Uh, But this whole conversation, particularly around Palestine solidarity, becomes very polarizing. And there's a lot of people who don't have a strong position on it, Mm -hmm. but they kind of want to avoid it because they want to focus on the activism they're doing, like, their feminist work, their abortion advocacy, uh, Kurdish solidarity, and they, to them, they see this as question, as a divisive question. And so they take no position, which is, in a a way, of course, endorsing a dominant position. Yeah, that's true. But it doesn't mean they explicitly support Israeli uh, occupation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, the, I just, like, specifically like, the Kurdish one I always thought was a very weird one about it, thing like, anti-Deutsch. Yeah, how
1: connect. does that But it also yeah. makes sense to me. It like, does. if you look at Palestine history, I mean, they have, the PFLP, the PLO have a history yeah. of backing Saddam Hussein against the Kurds, or today, and, but, you know, where they're backing it. And... I think the Syrian war, like, is such a complex one, and we're not going to like dissect it today. We 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 did that last week, <laughs> and it's now solved. It's solved, yeah. Syria, <laughs> yeah. S- Syria, but like it it, it makes bastards of everyone's redu- reductive alliances. In that you know the Kurds yeah. are working with Assad, but PFLP mm-hmm. also supports Assad and. And uh, like Erdogan is a huge ally of PLO, and so you just can go back and forth on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very contradictory alliances. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. One like easy summary of the anti deutsch could be, I think Nick's has talk- issues. Yeah, <laughs> well, Nick has talked about this on the podcast before when we talk about like the like the uh, some leftist Americans, you know, were like super pro Assad mm-hmm. or something. They're like, <laughs> when you grow up and you realize like well, this country's actually fucked up if you think about it. And no one is pointing this out. And then you're just like, whoever is against this is good. Um, and it leads you to some, you know, interesting conclusions. And the anti-Deutsch, to some extent, is just a a German um, Child twist on Child reacting
1: out yeah. to their daddy. The thing is that it's like, it <laughs> doesn't, like the, <laughs> like,
3: like the layer on top of it is all this intellectualization that this is the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a world where I I tried to read this one ISF article earlier about
0: Israel and communism.
3: Mm. It was it was hard.
0: Um, Yo, Israeli communists <laughs> were so fucking sick.
3: Just yeah, they weren't talking that about that. There. Sadly, they were talking oh, about God that. that the state of
0: Israel is the is
3: future communism in. I don't know.
1: Wait, <laughs> what? The uh-huh. tech valley, you know, workers, something yeah. like that. Topless EDF DJs I, for everyone. <laughs> yes, that's coming into me. I think, that, I think me. That in order to have
0: like a, a, a thriving tech industry, you have to have like a horrible, uh, what's it called, deregulated markets and all that kind of shit.
1: Israel definitely has, though. <laughs> okay, you can you can even. Cut I will this say this as a U.S. person, though, the care is something that we should be jealous. Oh, of. Oh yeah, because
0: <laughs> like that also goes into the U.S. like thing of like Israel can do it. They have, they, have, they have two million people. Like that's the whole like why Bernie can't have his good healthcare plan. Mm. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, because it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I find that to be very reductive, and people make this argument about Scandinavia. Scandinavia is mm. all monolithic, and it's, that's why yeah. they can have socialism. It's not yeah. tenable in the U.S. And it's. It doesn't feel this way I'll be honest but oh, yeah, I do yeah. think US could that, have healthcare.
2: I find that really funny because I think a lot of people nope, don't know this. The US can have <laughs> healthcare <laughs> never. I don't, off the table. A lot of people don't know this like especially in the international left but Ireland for years was getting the exact opposite of the argument that we were too small to have a universal healthcare system.
0: <laughs> That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And then for some strange wow. reason no one ever really like bothered to fact check Iceland or something like I don't know.
3: The thing is and and if you like explain it to anybody you have to explain like yeah there's like I think in 2006 Deutsche Welle said there were between 500 and 3,000 individuals who they could classify as anti-Deutsch. Oh. They just and they're car-carrying members of
1: Adorno book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Adorno just, just a number of people it, who bought it, the book. I yeah, yeah, You just, I knew you just
0: it. carry around a copy of, of what's, that, what, what's the book that you wrote? Minima Morale or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Minima Morales. Yeah you yeah. just carry that with you. I that think they just
3: yeah. summed up like all of the squats in Berlin and East Germany mm-hmm. and like Certain reading groups in like Freiburg, and then
1: they're like, yeah, that's
0: kind of actually cool. That number but, probably is right, but, but
3: the reason to bring it up is because yeah. it is it is very interesting reflection on German mindset, yeah. which exists in other parts of the German society, which we can bring up. <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I want you to talk about actually about this case because you didn't. Yep. Yeah, but. um before that, maybe I give like a tiny background uh, what anti-deutsche like are about when it comes to that kind of stuff because um, like you had during like I said before and I think I didn't say it on the pod like we, when we talked before um, during Agenda 2010 like doing during Schröder's uh, fun stuff of introducing hard sphere and 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 uh, reducing yeah. the welfare state and, and social security. Making um, Germany work. The, yeah. the, the neoliberal wave Neol- of, of exactly. Germany. Exactly. From, yeah. from Introducing the neoliberalism left to Germany, finally. <laughs> well, <I was> waiting <laughs> for that so late. long. <laughs> 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 when I was born, it should have been introduced. France, kind of. And um, yeah, you actually had anti-Deutsche like, on the side of neoliberalism, actually like tearing down um, posters that were um there to to fight like the cuts of social social security and and they were actually protesting and informing on on the problem that agenda 2010 uh, brings with it um and you have like this weird argument sometimes in like um anti-deutsche that um actually like critiquing um, regulations of finance markets would be anti-Semitism.
1: My favorite example of this, uh, there's a horrible journalist, and it is personal for me, so I will name drop, uh, Alexander yeah. Nabert, who used to work for the Jungle World, now he's working for the Taz. Oh. Like, for one <laughs> We love
3: making fun of Taz reporters on this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, he was dressed up for Halloween, and it's not just his choice of Halloween wear, but he was dressed up as a Occupy Wall Street protester because... For him, it was an anti-Semitic discourse to talk about the 99 and the 1%. And so, you know, I I I would argue that anti-Deutsche often are seen in the ranks of Antifa, are leftists, Mm. But then, when it comes to class warfare, mm-hmm. they're like nowhere to be seen, and now I'm actually kind of confused, like how that makes them leftists. Exactly, yeah. exactly,
4: and that is the point. Like when who said that with the Marxist thing? And This is when I think, like, no, because there's like exactly when it comes to class uh, warfare, or when 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 it comes to critiquing mm. capitalism, there's actually like a like a huge percentage of anti-Deutsche that would actually like go hand in hand with neoliberalism or any like kind of like capitalist um, convictions because they would see any critique on it as like buying in, in into this like Zionist um, um, what? Yeah. Protocols, yeah. elders of Zion. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah, conspiracy conspiracies. Stuff.
2: Yeah. When you say the 1%, you mean Jewish people because that's what I was thinking and <laughs> I can't be the problem.
0: You see, George Soros is actually funding a lot of things here in Germany to, to, to overthrow the momentum that the AFD <laughs> has in fact established. <laughs>
4: It's always going to be an Alex Jones impersonation. A
0: few
3: comments. One, uh, more like Bomber Harris cut our welfare. Um, Two, um, this is, I mean, it's going back to what I said earlier, making the US comparison, but like a lot of this logic revolves around, and I know, and this is very relative, but like it is the idea that German imperialism and German racism is the paramount driving racism and and imperialism of the world. No, no, L- no which no. is not the case. I mean, Jury, I understand. Germany j- just helps out. I,
0: I, just I, I, I understand. In some aspects <laughs> of
3: Europe, this could be understandable. But it's 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 a flip side of the one of a group I'm fascinated by in Europe. The like Pegada. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of them? Oh, wait, it's no, a flip no, the, on Pegida, but it's oh, yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. the Americanization of Germany, which you maybe so understand. Patriotic Europeans against it's the a, Americanization of uh, oh, of Germany. It's like it's with, a play with on. They love Putin and yeah, Assad, of and they <laughs> actually are quite anti-Semitic uh, in their memes. They're anti-Semitic, <laughs> but whenever they post
0: an anti-Semitic photo, it only gets like five likes. It's really yeah, interesting, um, but it's it's this re- reduction
3: yeah. that, like, well, they're the problem. The American, uh, you know, imperialism. Big tech. Whatever. That's the one, yeah. which is I would argue maybe a little closer than, than pointing at German, but it's still this reductive idea that it's this one group or one uh, that that is causing the problems this is a pretty
2: common thing because we this happened we discussed this last week we were talking about how there's this whole tendency within Europe that the brutal European like border regime is purely because of this refugee we made with Erdogan and Erdogan is making us do it rather than
0: this existed before yeah and we (coughs) were or the the thing of like German imperialism just like or Germany's Mm -hmm. German imperialism doesn't exist the way that then we like to imagine that it does. Of that, like Germany is expanding. Of course, it's not the that would be actual imperialism that doesn't mm. exist. You know. But this Germany. is the
1: interesting thing to me. Like when we talk about the anti-Deutscher, they're talking about the Holocaust, but there's this kind of silence around the colonialism of Namibia. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I think that then that there's a that there's a you have to then dissect then what colonialism then is at mm-hmm. a at a much more um. You know, I, I don't and know. And this is just, where, like, the German
1: left, you know, I would also say not just anti-Deutsche, but also, like, the so-called anti-imp, the anti imperialist where there's a lot of lacking literature around yeah. anti-colonial movements and, like, self-determination, not based around German discourse, but around oppressed people. Yeah, because well, they also have, like, murdered <laughs> all those people. And maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know why it's different in other countries if it's because they had colonies more recently, like in France and in UK, in the Netherlands, yeah. um, whereas in Germany it was limited to the 1920s, 1930s. Yeah. Uh, but the effects of colonialism are still very present. Mm.
0: Well, I think it just like it kind of comes into the general sense of just with, with, um, the historical argument then of, of, of Germany being that then that the colonial project of Germany has two steps, the one being of like what you're saying, Namibia, and um, uh, was Ghana the other one, if I'm not mistaken? No,
1: Ghana was France, uh, um, it was Tanzania. Yeah, Tanzania, Tanzania, yeah, and, okay. And,
0: and, yeah. Like they, The very few colonies that Germany had in Africa, a lot of Germans um, will point to and be like, oh yeah. And then many we...
1: transfer to other countries, like yeah.
0: Namibia wasn't
1: colonized last by Germany, I think it was France, uh, Belgium yeah. afterwards, and...
0: And they went buck wild like yeah. the Belgians did. But so there's that there's that chapter, and then there's the chapter of the Nazism, which is colonialism at home, obviously. But then in the modern sense of then I think when you look at Germany, part of them like this colonial apparatus is hard to because Germany is incredibly inactive unless you look at it then through the sense of like NATO. Or weapons exports. Or weapons exports and stuff yeah. like that. And that's just something that then is at least in my opinion really German, that then Germany can have this like you know contradicting viewpoint of that, like oh we're, we're we're really critical of the united states but we'll still sell them weapons or we'll still sell turkey weapons or we'll still sell Sa- saudi arabia is one of the biggest ones that germany mm-hmm. sells weapons to and that is a thing that then i think a lot of these movements especially like anti deutsche do not deal with in any way whatsoever like in a proper sense because they just see it then in this typical as most leftists do but they don't understand a modern sense of imperialism or, the, or, or colonialism um, colonialism is mostly done now through financial capital than it is through actual like militarism yeah. you know and David Harvey writes about this like better than probably anyone else does not to quote a book sorry like that's fucking nerd shit that's nerd shit
3: <laughs> the, the only point I wanted to make um, was what Julia said about the that there's no politics or in this case class struggle left to do um, that's part of this fatalistic vision mm-hmm. of the anti-deutsch that's of a piece with the kind of fatalism. I feel you should,
0: feel you should say all this like as Chijek though. It would make much more sense. <laughs>
3: um, I do have a little bit of a cold, so just exaggerate it. Um, in post, <laughs> yeah, in post, you can you can do that. I, I believe in you. Like this, put on the Zizek filter. <laughs> this is a parallel with the anti-politics, but the flip side. Dare I even say dialectic? Am I Ooh. using it right? Ooh. Of, of, of the anti-Semitism paranoia because that's what's the mayor Berlin the mullah that said yeah. Yeah. you can't there's you can't um expropriate houses because this will be he used yeah. way yeah. more strong stronger language than is it, any it was, ever yeah. humanly necessary does someone know the exact quote
1: I, I mean it, he it, said it would be the so there's the Deutsche Wohnen Antagonen and yeah. the Deutsche Wohnen is this horrible housing agency uh, not yeah. Jewish just to be clear and it's <laughs> ex- just Deutsche Bahn shitty it's landlords Jews <laughs> and uh, a, a yeah. giant, giant and mayor, shitty and landlord and company yeah, so he you know, he said it would be the second time in German history that this happens, that Jewish homes are taken. This is oh God, this really disingenuous. But, but but what it is, is it's saying politics is not possible, whether because yeah, yeah, everyone
3: yeah. is anti-Semitic yeah. yeah. or whether, like, no, no, wait, I had that backwards. The mayor is saying you can't do politics that's anti-Semitic. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that's what the anti-Deutsch are saying too, right? Yeah, There's nothing left of- to do. You can't, criticize yeah. the one percent, that's yeah, also in yeah, a is, sentence. So whether it's yeah. from the neoliberal point of view mm-hmm. or this like radical left point of view, his, history is over, yeah. there's no more politics to do, there's no class struggle, you can never get outside the bounds of your little German yeah. <laughs> guilt trap. It's
4: this and this is how it is. And yeah, and, and, yeah this that's is, is what a German white <laughs> guilt, my God. Yeah, but this is what I meant when I said like, um, yeah, like you said, there's no politics left and, but also like um, there's just Critique mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. empty critique, yeah. and this is like basically is
0: so German. Yeah,
4: well, th- that's why
3: it matters, is because <laughs> this is a vision of the future. I mean, this exists to some extent mm-hmm. in other countries too. That there's no politics left, there's just yeah. critique.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, damn you, Adonis. Yeah, 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 exactly. But
2: it, yeah. is it like I made this joke off Mike earlier, but is this genuinely because my understanding of anti-Deutsch is it does kind of spring up largely after like. The reunification of Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, 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 there there is when an, an anti-Deutsch movement
0: before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, when yeah. it started. So, mm-hmm.
2: like, is it literally just the German response, or a German response to like Tina? There is no alternative. Like the end of uh, end of history. The, the, there's no communism left. Capitalism won. It's capitalism forever.
0: And. Is this
2: a German response to that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean that's that's the way that I perceive it as. It is it isn't it isn't so much like the the, the Fukuyama is mean, take of it. It, it has it a
4: different thing of course because like the situation with Germany and German history and Germany being divided. You don't have that in in the other states for example. You don't have Germany being the one doing that shit. Mm. You don't have the other countries split, you know don't have this like weird shit with like um, uh, this weird like German guild thing that people didn't know how to deal with and I think
0: it is because well, Germany never had to deal with it before they reunified you know yeah well
4: because you had a new enemy and that was the ease <laughs> so yeah but it, it, like, but like yeah.
0: in all seriousness is that when 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 the Soviet Union collapses and the Cold War ends mm. Germany has it's kind of like you know, jumping into cold water movement of realizing that like, oh, okay, like um and this isn't just the anti Deutsch movement or whatever, but I think like the German left in general, mm-hmm. of realizing that like like what we talked about earlier of like like how these functions of colonialism, imperialism, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff works and how Germany fits into it. Germany is a NATO member. Germany is like mm-hmm. the largest economy of Europe that then isn't
1: conditional okay. on it, Brexit happening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like it is it is even with the in the '90s with the with, with the currency reforms stuff like mm. that, Germany came out unscathed for the most part. Just the you're great economic
1: uh, miracles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it is it is kind of
0: like 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 now you know whether it be five, ten, fifteen, whatever, how many years. Of then of, of realizing that Germany, I think that there is something that's at least decent. But the anti deutsch movement, like realizing that then word Germany fits into this puzzle piece of being a big puzzle piece mm. for imperialism and for I- especially financial imperialism germany is number 1
4: i mean it's not like anti-deutsche have a problem with imperialism. no but that's the thing <laughs> but, but
0: but 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 there is ultimately then a, at least it in my opinion there is a sense of that then like that they want to be against that although it then inherently is not against it you know but there is at least an understanding of that that that, that mm. this exists and i think that then that the shock of reunification then is that moment that then Mm. Repositions Germany as in being the only actual Germany and France as as, as we've discussed about
4: them, the like European the powers, European yeah. powers
0: of, of, of where we are right now because the UK sure as fuck isn't mm. one and will never be one ever again. Fuck you, UK. No, yeah, they're, they're just they're, they're like, <laughs> just, like just like strictly speaking they're they're way too weak of a country to ever become another European power. But that. There is at least a, like because we we were talking earlier like the honesty of that like anti-Deutsch have a few things right yeah and I think that then if that was repositioned yeah. differently to then understand how German imperialism actually functions yeah. it would be a pretty empowering
5: movement
4: yeah, we of, should point that out I think at the end like yeah, yeah.
1: and it's not just like this antiquated analysis from the nineties like between the 90s and 2006 most public schools most government institutions were not waving the german flag and then germany hosted a fifa yeah. and i'm yeah. i'm very us so i don't know anything about football like not your football and now yeah, football. now you see everywhere german flags being waved yeah. and yeah. for some it's a very yeah. far right nationalist but it's also made patriotism acceptable again yeah, yeah.
4: and yeah and of course that is problematic and there is i mean i remember i actually remember when there was like um a VM. Uh, the what is it called? World it? Cup in World English. Cup? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm <laughs> tired. <laughs> um, it's fine. Um, yeah, the World Cup. When was it again? Two thousand six was in Germany. Six. Yeah, was Yeah, I was 16 Oh, was oh that. This uh, was my high time of being in. This was my high time of being in the Antifa. Um, in uh, Bielefeld Badenhausen, etc. Um, and, of course, I hang, hung out with people that were, like, also, like, some of them were anti-Deutsch. Um,
1: you were anti-Deutsch, just say it. <laughs> your family was anti-Deutsch, your best friends were anti-Deutsch.
4: No, <laughs> no, I wasn't anti-Deutsch, yeah. But, of course, there were people that were anti-Deutsch. Like, okay. um, <laughs> I just want to answer.
3: The, like, the aspects of anti-Semitism in Europe are a little harder for me to grasp as an American because it is more real here in so many ways, like, mm-hmm. like... In like that, I don't understand completely. Um, yeah. While, but I do feel um, like the it's still operating. Even anti-Semitic. I'm just going to quote from this article because it's very good.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm, you wanted gonna it to it, do. I'm going to put it in the show are we, notes. Are we quoting Adorno? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah
5: I mean, yes, <laughs> King. King Sorry. shit. This
3: is um. This will be in the show notes. It's called Jewophobia. It was in Salvage Magazine. Um, a left wing magazine in the UK Um, and there's a there's a ton of excellent points that I can't say just read it Um, but one that he keeps coming back to is that anti-semitism itself and fears over anti-semitism are both surging because there's no because any kind of class language has been stripped away and that this is the only thing that fill, fills the vacuum on either side. So we we, we mentioned the example before. You got Ayn Rand
1: and Marx. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> we,
3: we mentioned before that like any kind of class politics will be hmm. criticized by these kind of radical leftists or um, the neoliberal state as anti-Semitism. Hmm. And yet, I, I just found this quote very evocative that in... Um, in the days of, I'm reading from the article now, in the days of There is No Alternative, we are all Panglossian pessimists. We live in the best of all possible worlds, and it is shit. In such times, the appeal of anti-Semitism is not as it once was, that it purports to identify a cancer easily expunged while leaving the broad structure of social relations intact. Rather, like David Icke's lizards, the attraction of the omnipotent Jew is neoliberal for a neoliberal anti-Semitism is that he cannot be abolished or he won't be. Uh, skipping down a bit, not not in the demand for another final solution, but as a cynical shrug directed against dreamers and radicals. You won't be able to change anything anyway, says the anti-Semite. They will never let you. Um, just skipping down a, a little bit. Um, we should identify not only the nominally anti neoliberal content of contemporary anti-Semitism. I think that's what tradi- people traditionally think of as anti-Semitism, fighting the, this neoliberalism. But also the degree to which the neoliberal ideology spurs anti-Semitism as its supportive spouse, whether that means Israel as a you know, part of this kind of, um, you know, the tip of the spear and the, you know, a, 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 an outpost in the Middle East for like um, Western imperialism. Um, democracy That this <laughs> is the like thing that they apparently have. That that these that the um, he he compares it to um, classic models of anti-Semitism, which regarded as both anti-modern and constitutive, constitutive of modernity. It's these twin aspects of modern anti-Semitism that. Uh, just a quote from the conclusion, uh, surge amid a general discursive shift from assumptions of neoliberal hegemony to talk of the apparent failure of neoliberal politics. This is the world that we inhabit in the delayed aftermath of 2008. The demolition of those institutions and cultures once capable of reproducing left-wing consciousness has been so stark in some parts of the world that people grasp for cruder, more base, and above all, more pessimistic languages of ostensible anti-elitism.
1: What's frustrating to me is this kind of both academic and activist effort to distinguish anti-Semitism from other forms of discrimination. And I think there can be differences, but... Like, whether, you know, you see different forms of solidarity in the Jewish communities in the U.S., but also in Berlin, like, recently there was the Roma Center, the Roma Memorial. Mm -hmm. And Romas are often, um, the Roma and the Sinti people are often excluded from discourses around the Holocaust. And most of those people were ineligible or not living when the government agreed to make reparations. So the Jewish community (laughs) privately funded the Roma Memorial that we have in Berlin today. Oh, the and um, in the recent uh, anti-Semitic attacks you had on the synagogue in Halle, yeah. people where the whole discourse completely missed the opportunity to talk about how both the synagogue and a kebab shop were attacked. And you could talk about it, whether it's you know racism of two different kinds or whether it's racism and anti-Semitism. I'll save that for the academics. But this opportunity was missed to look at how both Islamophobia and anti-Semitism share the same enemy. And, mm-hmm. and Semitism, even in Germany, it's 80% from the far right, yeah, which anti Deutsch talks right. about, but we don't often talk about how the far right is intersectional in their bigotry. Mm-hmm. The left can also be intersectional in combining and not you know, playing oppression Olympics. We can combine the different struggles that are important for people. And um, I could understand for someone not from Europe that the Holocaust would not be the most important event for them. Like it is for me because I come from a European family. Mm-hmm. But if, and you, I mean, in general, you of course see this very kind of disingenuous uh, weaponization of humanitarianism. Like Whether you recognized Armenian genocide or not is not an academic debate. It's a political debate.
2: No Yanni, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, you work on some pretty interesting stuff here in Berlin. Uh, stuff that I should probably be more involved with for you know, bettering my material but conditions. But you're Irish
0: and stupid. And I am <laughs>
2: Irish. I come from a long, proud tradition of being scabs.
1: Uh- <laughs> Tech Workers Coalition! <laughs> hey. Let's go. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, you know, I am a software developer, and like most software developers, I don't really have a avenue to express my... Uh, to organize or to get political And so I decided to found the Tech Workers Coalition Berlin about four months ago. It's part of a larger movement, Uh, everything from the demilitarization of Google and Microsoft to also just organizing uh, your local workplace. In Germany, we have workers' councils, employee resource groups, and unions. And at the end of the day, um, I think tech workers also are workers, and we should join the larger uh, movement against capitalism.
0: So create your own tech worker Soviet and we'll meet you on the other side, which will be tech worker Soviet Union.
1: Yes. It's like fully or mostly automated luxury space communism. That's and sick, and
5: Oh, right? you I have, love that one. Do you have
3: separate Soviets for each programming language?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in Berlin it wouldn't be really popular if it was fully automated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true.
3: What can people do to support the tech workers union if they're a tech worker? If, so they're, if they're not, if they're in Berlin, if they're not, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, so we have a website, techworkersberlin.com. You could also use Google. We're really dependent on Google for uh, giving us attention, <laughs> so there's that uh, very obvious uh, conflict. I guess you could use Go but who uses that? Oh, yeah, there's Ecosia in Berlin for the mm. eco-conscious yeah, viewers. Oh, yes. I'm not one of them, I guess, I uh, <laughs> use airplanes. Use yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, It's, we have our regular meetings Uh, every Tuesday. We now, for all of uh, November, we're having a labor organizing series where we're looking at how to map out potential leaders and to really add a kind of organizing analysis. Because like, I have experience as activism, as a rabble rouser, as a shit poster, but that doesn't make a workers' council. Mm -hmm. I tried, but it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Even though shit
2: posting is the highest form of Of, activism. (laughs) Uh, the skills to stone translations, (laughs) different skill set. Cool. And uh, you were saying this is like part of like a wider movement. So would
1: it be fair to say if our listeners are in other parts of Europe, there's
2: possibly something going on?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, Tech Workers Coalition is, you know, just one of many different movements. You have chapters in, um, so it's mostly North America at the moment, but you have chapters in London, you have chapters in Bangalore, India. Oh, Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, technology companies have been really globalizing, so it really mm. makes sense. Um, I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm not going for bi- uh, biotech, but um, mm. I'm going to Zurich to meet with uh, Google organizers because just two weeks ago, Google organizers uh, tried to meet with Cinecom Union, and which management didn't like very much. Oh. And so management told the me- told them the meeting was canceled and they held the meeting anyways. And so... What I would like for our listeners to hear is both if you're if you consider yourself a tech worker, consider getting organized. Uh, but two, when most people hear of tech workers, they think of people who make a lot of money or privilege are the problem. And like I'll be the first to say, I make sixty-four thousand euros, which by Berlin standards makes me the one percent. And yeah check it out it's exactly that <laughs> yeah, you, you, you only paid for all of our drinks tonight and I was that I, is was, true. I yeah. was, was
0: very impressed it, like he's gonna pull up in a Lamborghini next time I see him or some shit I don't know yeah. I'm waiting the... nope. that is how much the Lamborghini costs it's below 64,000 right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my prices <laughs> how much does the milk
1: cost one milk <laughs> Yeah, I tried to buy one YouTube, and they said it wasn't possible. I was really uh, offended. No, I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. You go to the YouTube store, and then... Like, I want one YouTube, and they're like, no. It's, it's a total good. scam. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: They're much cheaper in the spätis, though, if, you, yeah, if yeah. you buy direct. Yeah, That's what I've heard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like to go to Penny and get my YouTubes there. It's <laughs> always totally cheaper. They we have Vimeo at Penny. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like so Duck Duck Go there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and is there anywhere that our listeners can find you, personally?
5: Sorry to say
1: it again?
2: Is there anywhere online that our listeners can find you?
5: you only
1: find yeah, Your address is... Your address, Just Google me. <laughs> Don't talk, him. <then. laughs> if you go okay. to uh, https <laughs> slash forward slash forward, pay attention, W. that's three w's, S H U. S H U, that's twice. It's not I'm not repeating myself. It's twice. G-A-H dot C O M. Or sh- just Google my name, Jonathan Miller. You'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> or or look at the show notes. We have yeah. show notes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. uh, imagining like if there is like one person over the age of like 80 who listens it's to our shows being like oh well, like, he was a nice guest so. he's <laughs> just
4: writing it mm-hmm. oh, come on.
0: you
3: forgot the colon so they're not gonna reach it
4: yeah <laughs> uh, alright um, thank you
0: Yoni for coming yeah it was, definitely. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure and a wonderful time mm-hmm.
4: I think changed. we end this on a qu- quote uh, uh, I'll 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 yeah. on a <laughs> quote I quote we didn't have enough we only just, had like seven just a random here to one just mm-hmm. a random is it In German or English English yeah True thoughts are those alone which do not understand themselves. Yeah,
3: that wow. Adorno Adorno's a fucking fortune cookie
0: for German. I know. Not.
3: I think that I heard that
0: in a, in a logic be rap. on in Instagram? <laughs> oh, God. Adorno's a fucking Instagram thought.
3: No, he's a backpack rapper.
0: Or that, too. It's the same thing where it's like, Adorno just posts a fucking hot photo of himself <laughs> and he just posts that it. just underneath says, it. true
4: thoughts are those alone which do not understand themselves.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sliding into those DMs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Dito. <Detail.
0: laughs> It's just him after like a workout, just like doing this.
4: Man. Actually, there's a very sexy picture of him uh, in a, a, a one-piece bathing suit. Yes, I've seen it.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Wait, really? I'm gonna look it up.
1: <laughs> 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 Adding
3: this to right. the head. Table. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I, it's somewhere. It's somewhere in my filing cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On
0: this note of Rob going into his filing cabinet, there's naked Adorno photos. Uh, He's not naked. Yeah, he not. Uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Bye.
5: Bye. Bye. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take you. Bermuda, Bahamas, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, out the Florida the Keys. There's a place called Coco Mo.
0: That's where you wanna go to get away
5: from it. The- Sand. Tropical drip Melting in your hand We'll be falling in love To the rhythm Of a steel drum band Down in Coca-Cola okay.